Hello and welcome to The Register. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. I'm Morgan. Yeah, we have a special guest today. Uh, this is our good friend Morgan, our very first guest. So we're really glad to have her here. Thank and you. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate you showing up. Um, we gave her some <laughs> tasks to do some chores. Uh, Morgan doesn't typically listen to this kind of music that we're talking about. And we thought it'd really be interesting to get her take on it since she doesn't. And uh, I'm really interested to see what she has to say. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, she's actually going to stick around. We have another podcast, um, Sunday Underground, and she's going to give some insight and uh, listen to our stories and stuff like that. So super exciting day. Um, I'm really excited because this is the fifth and final Ghost album that we're going to talk about. Thanks for sticking around. We did their whole discography besides EPs and live stuff. We're just doing uh, the full studio albums. But today uh, we're going to be talking about... um, Impera, 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 came out in 2022, and it's their fifth album, like I said. And this one has about the same running time. It's about 46 minutes long. But this one has four singles, which I believe is the most out of any albums. Uh, Hunter's Moon, Call Me Little Sunshine, Twenties, and Spillways. And this album is about, like, the rise and fall of empires. So a little something different than what they've talked about before, kind of. I guess it comes along with religion. You're going to have the rise and fall of empires. But um, in this album, it sounds like no other Ghost album. They're doing something super new on this, and I'm going to be completely honest. I listened to it when it came out. I didn't like it at all. I was like, where did my ghost go? Where did my ghost go? And I was super bummed. And my buddy of mine who listens to Ghosts is like, give it a second listen. Give it a-. I was like, ah, I will. And I didn't for the longest time until um, I've heard the singles and stuff, but I didn't listen to it until we did this podcast. It was very uh, 80s mm-hmm. metal, very metal-esque 80s. to Which me. We did see a little bit on uh, the previous album. You know, they started getting mm-hmm. into it. But this thing, right out of the gate, it's like this <laughs> wailing, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. It's very hair band. Very, very, very. Uh, still has the ghost mm-hmm. touch to it, though. So, uh, since they do have a new sound and everything, they're requ- acquiring like a new like fan base, essentially. Yeah. Like people that may have not heard any other ghosts are hearing this because it is so big and popular, and uh, it's actually hit number two on the Billboard Top Twenty, what? which blows my mind. A band from Sweden who talks about, like, the Antichrist and all this stuff is, like, number two on the billboard. Um, It's the highest charting for Ghost ever. Wow. Uh, The first week, this album sold 70,000 copies, physical copies. That's not illegal downloading or anything like that. So it's just actual album sold, which is huge. So who knows how many they really uh, people download and stuff like this. But, yeah, I have mixed feelings. I still have mixed feelings. Do I like it? Yeah. Do I love it? No, definitely not. But um, I actually liked it. You liked it? Mm-hmm. Have you heard? I know you've heard some ghost stuff just from me playing it mm-hmm. around you. I mean, you may not have been listening, but you heard it. Mm-hmm. But you liked it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Did you like all of it? Um. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like it was the, more mild, so I feel like it was kind of it is something I would listen to. It's more of like a hard rock, not mm-hmm. so much metal or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. But what are your thoughts, Blakely? I was not a fan. 
at all? Um, I think there was maybe like one or two songs that I liked. Uh, I don't know. I just I couldn't get into it. it wasn't yeah wasn't my favorite for sure. No, nah, I'm with you, and uh, it's gonna take a while. I do really like the singles, but um, their singles are. I mean, you're supposed to like them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, dive on in here. So, the first song, um, Imperium. It's an instrumental, um, not unlike Ghost, but. Uh, very congruent to hairstyle, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, with the genesis of Ghost, uh, you know, we saw this. Uh, they always pretty much start with an instrumental, so that was not unlike them. But it was a weird one to yeah. start with. I was like, "This is not Ghost." Uh, I don't know. I was a little confused. When I heard it, I was like, man, I hope this doesn't set the tone right? for the whole album. That's what I'm thinking. And with the other four albums, it's like, wow, I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah, and this one, I was just like, oh, crap. Yeah, what What did you think? You're like, what is this? There... Yeah, I was kind of unsure when mm. I first heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, so not much to say about that song, really. Um, it's very skippable, in my opinion, but, you know, if you're playing the record, whatever, go ahead and listen to it, but... Moving on to the second song. Uh, again, everybody knows my pronunciations of things are horrible. So, um, Kaiserion. That's what I thought, like Kaiserion. Mm -hmm. so Kaiser I was maybe Kaiserion, to... yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kaiserion, let's go with that. Uh, Kareng Magazine interview, uh, Tobias said this is a, it's about a building called the Kaiserium in ancient Alexandria. Uh, philosopher um, Hypatia was molested and murdered by Christians Jeez. for pagan beliefs. Um, they also burned down this giant library that was in this city. And because of that, there may have been so much loss that we do not know about now because of it. Was that the Library of Alexandria? Is I believe so. Yeah. It was apparently like massive, huge, yeah. uh, huge archival, you know, and that's, so it'd be interesting to see, like, I guess, or not see. I guess we're not going to yeah, see. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> so, that's a big bummer. Yeah, um, it is. But I'm actually glad you told us what the song was about because I actually wrote down and said, unsure what song was about. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's straight out of his mouth. Uh -huh. So, and, like, and on previous albums, we've kind of had our take on things. But with this one, he's doing a lot more interviews now, and he's kind of, like, saying what the songs are about, which makes this a hell of a lot easier. Mm -hmm. It's fun to guess, though. Oh, yeah. But did you, did you guys like the song? No. Oh, you didn't like it? Nope. Morgan, did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. I just put it was, like, upbeat, mm -hmm. um, kind of makes you want to move. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't really understand the lyrics, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. All right, moving on to the third song, Spillways, which is a single. Um, interesting song, too, man. I don't know. When I play the, on Spotify, this one shows up a lot. But, again, Tobias says uh, this is an, like an elegy for the darkness that most people have inside. When you when you hear a... Oh, I, I just cannot read my writing. Okay, when you have a dam, spillways are the runoffs. So the damming won't overflow. 
the darkness inside like needs to find its way out. So that's what he was trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, that's kind of what I wrote down. I put like feeling like someone is living inside you. Um, and then I put like rage and anger. Yeah, very good insight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. That's really good. For someone that doesn't listen to this at <laughs> yeah. all, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I tried. I'm impressed. Did you like this, Blakely? No. Your thoughts? Nope, didn't like it. It got a little better for me. Yeah. But no, I wasn't a fan of this one. I know. I just don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I have. I don't know. I have higher hopes for the next album. But Well, one thing I was going to ask you, you know, with each album, there's like a different Papa, right? Yeah. Is this, it's a different Papa uh, for this album? I forgot to talk about that. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. It is. This is kind of a cool one because they didn't kill him this time. Oh. Cardinal Copia got promoted to Papa 4. Okay. So this is Cardinal Copia, but he got... Um, he got promoted, so he's a papa now. He got face paint. Do you think that with each papa on each album that the music is changed up a little bit, like um, intentionally to fit that character? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because like the premises, they were killing them off because they weren't evil enough. So each album was a little darker, you know. Well, that's that's interesting because this one is very like '80s metal, yeah. And that was wasn't that around like the whole like Satanic Panic era? Yeah. I wonder if that was like a a thing, like maybe why his character moved into doing metals that is or music that is so like hair metal influenced. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. I'm not sure. He has changed his mask again. It's a little different. And if you look at his stage clothes, he's wearing like this bright blue, um, what's that reflective material like Michael Jackson wore? Uh, like the black, it's like shimmery. Like the iridescent mm. stuff? or Yeah. Like- or what I want to say. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's called, but like any time it moves in the light, yeah, it like shines or whatever. So anyway, he's wearing like this blue overcoat, and his pants are like tattered and torn, and all the the um, the ghouls have changed their masks. They're no longer like evil looking. They're more like uh, militarized, like gas masks gas mask, sort of things, yeah. and they're almost wearing like military uniforms. So something's going on here. And he's acting, like, weird on stage. He does this thing where he, like, kind of panics and runs off. So I don't know if it's, like, building up to something. Something's coming. Okay. But, yeah, they are playing uh, Mary on a Cross Live. And he says, you know, this song was written by my father and all this kind of stuff. And uh, that has to do with a satanic panic and all that kind of stuff. So you're right. But anyway, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I (laughs) I completely forgot about that. (laughs) Huge part of Ghost. (laughs) So th- this next this fourth song is cool. I do like this song. This is actually the first song that I ever heard on the album. Um, one of my favorites, and I just think it's kind of funny. And it's it's like heavy as fuck. If you listen to it like loud, it's like it is that like cheap eighty sounding stuff, but it works really well. It's it's really nice sounding. Uh, Call me little sunshine. It's like you know Satan's by your side. Like, it's kind of a play on words. Call me a little sunshine. Well, it's mm-hmm. Satan. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear that, like, you know, how are you doing today? I'm just a fucking ray of sunshine. How are you? You know, <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're being sarcastic. Uh, so, you know, just, again, ghosts having fun, but kind of keeping things, 
real at the same time, I guess. Do you guys, your thoughts on this song? Anybody? I loved it. You it loved it, it cool. was my favorite on the whole album. Yeah, yeah. It is a banger. I think it was mine too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can see this is probably ha- uh, what brought them in the light. Like uh, this is what a lot, of, like a lot of people were hearing. It's getting like a lot of play. Yeah, they played on. Uh, they played this song on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's like their sure. third time or something playing on national TV. All right, let's get on to the fifth song. I I really like this song too, but I'm biased. I am like a huge Halloween fan, and Michael Myers is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And this was on the uh, soundtrack for Halloween Kills. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. And I believe um, this song is kind of taken out of context. It doesn't have so much to do with the album. I believe it was written for the film just based on, like, the lyrics. Um, yeah, if you read the lyrics, I mean, it, I mean that's what it, you kind of hear the Halloween's mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like this song? No. Not for, not for me. It wasn't, mm-hmm. a, it wasn't a bad song. I just I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite, but it was one of the singles. I think they released like a seven inch or something. So a lot of people probably heard this song too. Mm-hmm. Did you like it, Morgan? Yeah, I put I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this is so fun. I'm like having a mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to get Morgan's opinion. <laughs> Fresh takes. Yep. On the sixth song, it's about halfway through the album, uh, Watcher in the Sky. I like this song. Uh I actually have a little piece of an interview that uh, Tavias spoke about this song. Let me pull it up here real quick. He says, uh, this reverts back to the imperial world of flat earth society members, basically. The narration is calling upon scientific community to use whatever science we have here within this empire to stop looking to the stars and look for God instead. Can we reverse the tools that we have to watch the stars to communicate with the Lord? And is there any way to scientifically prove that the world is actually flat? Because it looks awfully flat from where we are standing. So it's a song about regression. Hmm. Is Tobias Forge a flat earther? No, I think he's... He's saying that, like, he's making fun of the people that oh, believe it. Oh, okay. okay. He's like, from here, it looks flat because we're all, like, idiots. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, status quo type bullshit. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. I like this song. I didn't love it, but I didn't think it was bad by any means. Yeah, I had the same feelings. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mediocre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate talking about ghosts like this. I do, too, because I really enjoyed their last couple of albums, but this ju- this one just wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm starting to get more and more compliments on my ghost shirts, and I'm, I've been seeing people with ghost shirts. Mm-hmm. It's funny. <laughs> Seventh song, uh, Dominion. Uh, he he also talks about this song in Metal Hammer. Uh, Tobias says, um, "A siege. We were where we go outside to the city. This vast landscape, meadows, and all that. You see another part of the empire. It's meant to sound majestic, like some of those space movies, like Dune. Look with all the horns. Like yeah, th- this is the one with the horns in the yeah. beginning. That one hmm. that reminded me." Like, just keeping with their theme, I guess, of, like, you know how they say when, like, Jesus is supposed to come back? Mm-hmm. And, like, you hear the horns? Yeah. That's what that reminded what, me like of. What, like the seventh trumpet or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah, that it was. It was. Like, you know how they do, like, the tornado sirens? What if we, like, mistake those? Like, oh, it's just another siren. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the fucking end of the world's, like, <laughs> happening. 
You're just like eating lunch at like Taco Bell. <laughs> oh man, crazy. Um, all right. Uh, the the eighth song. I did like this song. I put a little star next to it. Twenties. Uh, it's a single. Um, it's just interesting. I like how it's like. It kind of sounds like um, a little bit like 1930s kind of styles, but then it gets like aggressive. Mm-hmm. He like starts like growling and shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, he he says something about this in Kerrang! magazine this time. He says, uh, that song was super aggressive lyrics. Um, it's very hostile. It's still meant as a pep talk, but it's basically demeaning and openly hating anyone who listens to it. It promises only air, but poisoned air. And yet it still wraps it up as a gift, as something you would say thank you for. Hmm. Which is like a lot of the bullshit that we've been seeing the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of this one either. His voice, like, switched. It had, like, three different styles to his voice. I like that, though. I wasn't expecting it when I first heard it. So I like that. It caught me off guard. What did, what did you think? Um, I thought it was intense. Yeah, yeah, it is. The lyrics were like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like it was. Uh, he talked a lot about money, mm-hmm. and then said, uh, "We'll be grabbing them all by the hoo haws." <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I do oh remember my that god. part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he definitely held nothing back in this song. Yeah. No, that's typical Tobias Forge. I wrote down that he talks about going to war, and then like taking over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's essentially, um, like, all Ghost talks about. They talk about, like, it's been mm-hmm. talking about the birth and the Antichrist, mm-hmm. and, like, the Antichrist is here and taking over, mm-hmm. and, like, losing faith in God, and the devil's here for you and stuff like this. So mm-hmm. it, fits, it fits with what he's talking about. Um, it said, this is a machine disguised as a leader talking to liberal persons because we need their manpower, and without them there is no society. So it's cheer about the 20s, saying that it will lead to an even more hopeful 30s, but 1900s style. It's meant to give people hope if you're bent that way. It's similar, it's similar to our song Mummy Dust in that they are both prim, uh, primarily aggressive and have an element of greed. So you hit the nail right on the head when you talk about that. Uh, interesting. I don't know. This album was very lackluster, man. I just, I hate to say it, but that's what happens. I mean, they had four good runs, like great runs. You can't win them all. Yeah. It happens to the best. Maybe, maybe in their next album, though, it'll be something a little bit different since. I hope so. And I'm not saying they have to remake the first four albums, but, uh, maybe get out of the eighties kind of sound and move, move on to something different, but. Anyway, nine, the ninth song, Darkness of the Heart of My Love. A ballad song. Um, I liked it. Uh, They do some okay ballads. Um, Tobias says, uh, this is about promoting all of these values under the guise of being God-fearing and righteous while they practice none of it. It's just for cash and power. So, you guys like the ballad type song? I don't know. No. 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 <laughs> oh, man. No. I'm sorry. Tobias, if you're listening. I'm man. so sorry, mm-hmm. but no. <laughs> That's okay. We only have a couple songs left, and, uh, you know, we'll move past, but that's that's our take on Ghost. Like, love it or hate it. I mean, it's just our thoughts and opinions. So, the 10th song, Griftwood, um, 
Griftwood, it shows like an arena rock aesthetic, um, hiding lyrical theme. And the song talks about uh, fake, pre fake preachers and how they use religion to get richer. And Tobias goes on to say, like in Metal Hammer, he says, uh, people who will say or do anything to advance themselves, like these Bible thumpers, they don't believe in that shit. They're boosted. They're triple vaccinated. If their daughter gets pregnant, do you think they're going to keep it? Fuck no. Oh. And he's right. It's mm -hmm. weird. And he goes on to say, that song is about like Mike Pence and anyone like him who's willing to soil everything they've worked for. They definitely qualify for front row tickets to hell, which is so ironic because that's what they believe in. People like that completely demean themselves just to eat shit out of someone's ass in order to achieve <laughs> whatever they're trying to achieve. You know what I find interesting is, you know, this song, he talks about Mike Pence. And then if you go back to 20s, you know, grabbing them by the hoo-hahs. That's mm -hmm. obviously Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, he's from Sweden, right? Yeah. I find it interesting that a Sweden band has, like, so many, like, nods to American politics. Or, like, people who are in American politics. Same, but I've heard from people that, from, like, India and that, like, the shit is so outrageous they can't help but, like, what are they going to say next? Oh, so the whole like, world is watching America. They're just like laughing stocks. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. What's up with Trump? Haven't seen him on Twitter in a while. <laughs> like it's like a game show or a talk show yeah. or something. It's really weird. But he, he goes on to say again, um, he stands for a symbol for people of all times where the end game is wrapped with some sort of religious thing. He knows as this sort of a Bible thumper, believing that he has strong faith and it's just this awful, awful person in any way. He tries to tell the world that he serves God, then he's then he's also part of the good side. Whereas at the end of the day, the only thing he wants is power, but it doesn't have to necessarily be about him. It's about people like him, a lot of politicians and preachers. Um, and he goes to just talk about the clergyman and stuff like that, but. Uh, uh, bite of passage. I don't know. I yeah. this the '80s rock stuff, man. Uh, Tobias says uh, I love Hollywood rock like Van Halen and Motley Crue, and it just feels fitting and has an uplifting. It's an uplifting track towards the end of the record. Musically, one thing that inspired me more than the Sunset Strip elements was the song uh, about the song is knowing that it was going to throw you off. Uh, with a really long curveball that felt like something no Sunset Strip band has ever done. And he says it's glossy and uh, has that traditional like 80s Sunset Strip song. I thought the whole album was traditional yeah. 80s. Yeah, kind of. They don't sing much about like drugs and women, though. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. So they have that going for them. But Nobody's singing about cherry pies. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, one last song on the album, and that wraps it up. Um, Respite on the Spitafields. It's, uh, he said, Jack the Ripper did the people of Spitafields, or Spitafields, whatever, and that part of London an enormous disfavor because he was never caught, which meant that even though he had technically stopped killing at some point, 
they were never sure that he was going to do it again or not. So for a long time after, there must have been fear, especially among women, that it could happen again. Because you don't know where he is. You don't know where he's hiding. You don't know what happened. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what the last song on the album's about. So this album was kind of all over the place. It mm-hmm. wasn't as cohesive as all the other albums and, like, not so much flow and all that. It wasn't so much in-your-face Satanism yeah. as mm-hmm. the previous albums were. But that's kind of what I talked about the other day, like, not on the podcast, but I was talking to Blake Lee, like, in person. Like, the Ghost is kind of playing out, like, what they're talking about uh, live. Like, they've, like, like the devil, like, Satan is here, Lucifer is here, whatever, and um, he doesn't have to sing that anymore. He's got all these people oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, all these people that didn't know about him before, you know, um, now care and are paying attention. So, all eyes are on them. It's kind of It kind of worked out. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But that's that, and then we did a five-album discography, and uh, thanks for everybody for putting up with it, and uh, like I said, first four albums are great, and I'm not saying don't listen to this album, obviously give it a chance, because you may love it. I mean, this is 100% our opinions, so um, Ghost is still an incredible band, and live, they're not going to play all these songs, so I suggest seeing them live, they're super, super crazy shows, so... And again, we want to thank Morgan for being here and uh, having your insight. I'm so glad Thanks that you listened to Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And Yeah, you should do more. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, um, we have another podcast we do, Sunday Underground. And Morgan's going to join us for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find this, like, obviously you're listening to it, but we're on, like, all kinds of platforms out there. Um, mm-hmm. if you're not sure where to find it, I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. So, uh, again, I'm going to stop rambling and, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.